Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Ramos v. Louisiana, certiorari to the Court of Appeals of Louisiana, Fourth Circuit. Argued October 7th, 2019. Decided April 20th, 2020. In 48 states and federal court, a single juror's vote to acquit is enough to prevent a conviction. But two states, Louisiana and Oregon, have long punished people based on 10 to two verdicts. In this case, petitioner Evangelisto Ramos was convicted of a serious crime in a Louisiana court by a 10 to two jury verdict. Instead of the mistrial he would have received almost anywhere else, Ramos was sentenced to life without parole. He contends his conviction by a non-unanimous jury as an unconstitutional denial of the Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial. The Supreme Court held, the judgment is reversed. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court with respect to parts 1, 2a, 3, and 4b, 1, concluding that the Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial, as incorporated against the states by way of the Fourteenth Amendment, requires a unanimous verdict to convict a defendant of a serious offense. The Constitution's text and structure clearly indicate that the Sixth Amendment's term, trial by an impartial jury, carries with it some meaning about the content and requirement of a jury trial. One such requirement is that the jury must reach a unanimous verdict in order to convict. Juror unanimity emerged as a vital common law right in the 14th century England, appeared in the early American state constitutions, and provided the backdrop against which the Sixth Amendment was drafted and ratified. Post-adoption treatises and 19th century American legal treatises confirm this understanding. The court has commented on Sixth Amendment's unanimity requirement no fewer than 13 times over more than 120 years. See Thompson v. Utah, Patton v. United States. Uh, and has also explained that the Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial is incorporated against the states under the 14th Amendment. See Duncan versus Louisiana. Thus, if the jury trial right requires a unanimous verdict in federal court, it requires no less in state court. Louisiana and Oregon's unconventional schemes were first confronted in Apodaca versus Oregon and Johnson versus Louisiana. In a badly fractured set of opinions, a four-justice plurality questioning whether unanimity serves an important function in contemporary society concluded that unanimity's costs outweighed its benefits. Apodaca. First, or four dissenting justices recognized that the Sixth Amendment requires unanimity, and that guarantee is fully applicable against the states under the Fourteenth Amendment. The remaining justice... Justice Powell, adopted a dual-track incorporation approach. He agreed that the Sixth Amendment requires unanimity, but believed that the Fourteenth Amendment does not render this guarantee fully applicable against the states, even though the dual-track incorporation approach had been rejected by the court nearly a decade earlier. See Malloy v. Hogan. The best Louisiana can suggest is that all of the court's prior statements that, a, that the Sixth Amendment does does require unanimity are dicta, but the state offers no hint as to why the court would walk away from those statements now and does not dispute the fact that the common law required unanimity. 
Instead, it argues that the Sixth Amendment's drafting history, in particular, that the original House version's explicit unanimity references were removed in the Senate version, reveals the framers' intent to leave this particular feature of the common law behind. But that piece of drafting history could just as easily support the inference that the language was removed as surplusage because the right was so plainly understood to be included in the right to trial by jury. Finally, the state invites the court to perform a cost-benefit analysis on the historic features of common law jury trials and to conclude that unanimity does not make the cut. The dangers of that approach, however, can be seen in Apodaca, where the plurality subjected the ancient guarantee of (laughs) unanimous jury verdict to its own functionalist assessment. Factors traditionally considered by the court when determining whether to preserve precedent on stare decisis grounds do not favor upholding Apodaca. See uh, Franchise Tax Board of California versus Hyatt. Starting with the quality of Apodaca's reasoning, the plurality opinion and separate concurring opinion were gravely mistaken, and Apodaca sits uneasy with 120 years of preceding case law. When it comes to reliance issues, neither Louisiana nor Oregon claims anything like the prospective economic regularity or social disruption litigants seeking to preserve precedent usually invoke. The fact that Louisiana and Oregon may need to retry defendants convicted of felonies by non-unanimous verdicts, whose cases are still pending on direct appeal, will surely impose a cost. But new rules of criminal procedure usually do. See, for example, United States v. Booker. And prior convictions in only two states are potentially affected here. Justice Gorsuch, joined by Justice Ginsburg and Justice Breyer, concluded in Part 4a that Apodaca lapsed lacks precedential force. Treating that case as precedential would require embracing the dubious proposition that a single justice writing only for himself has the authority to bind this court to already rejected propositions. No prior case has made such a suggestion. Justice Gorsuch, joined by Justice Ginsburg, Justice Breyer, and Justice Sotomayor, concluded in parts 4b, 2, and 5 that Louisiana and Oregon's reliance interests on the security in the security of their final criminal judgments do not favor upholding Apodaca. Worries that defendants whose appeals are already complete might seek to challenge their non-unanimous convictions through collateral review are overstated. See uh, Teague versus Lane. Apodaca's reliance interests are not boosted by Louisiana's recent decision to bar the use of non-unanimous jury verdicts. A ruling for Louisiana would invite other states to relax their own unanimity requirements, and Louisiana continues to allow non-unanimous verdicts for crimes committed before 2019. Justice Thomas concluded that Ramos's felony conviction by a non-unanimous jury is unconstitutional because the Sixth Amendment's protection against non-unanimous felony guilty verdicts applies against the states through the Privileges or Immunities Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, not the Due Process Clause. Justice Gorsuch announced the judgment of the court and delivered the opinion of the court with respect to Parts 1, 2a, 3, and 4b1, in which Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kavanaugh joined. An opinion with respect to parts 2b and 4b2 and 5, in which Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, and Sotomayor joined. 
in an opinion with respect to Part 4A, in which Justice Ginsburg, Breyer, and Breyer joined. Justice Sotomayor filed an opinion concurring as to all but Part 4A. Justice Kavanaugh filed an opinion concurring in part. Justice Thomas filed an opinion concurring in the judgment. Justice Alito filed a dissenting opinion in which Chief Justice Roberts joined and in which Justice Kagan joined as to all but Part 3D. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the uh, podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0. Or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.